in 1 Corinthians 2.9, Paul says, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. They never read that, sec that part of it. They always leave that part out. But notice he says God has revealed the things he has prepared for them that love him to us. He says to us. We who have been born of the water and of the spirit, we who have been baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of our sins, we who are filled with the Holy Ghost, God has revealed to us what he has prepared for us because we love him. So this morning we're going to take a look at what God has prepared for us and what he has revealed to us. Now we live in an age in which the gospel of Christ Jesus has been so watered down and so grossly distorted that the true reason and understanding for which he came has been lost. If you ask the average so-called religious person, what was the purpose of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus? I am certain that the answers will range from I don't know to some humanistic, materialistic, prefabricated hypothesis. All right, now, come on. Or maybe they'll say, so we can all go to heaven when we die. Uh -huh. However, the biblical answer is that the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus was firstly to save humanity from the eternal consequences of sin. Secondly, to reverse the curse of sin on the human body and soul caused by the first created human's disobedience. Thirdly, to restore the human soul to the rightful position of fellowship with God. Fourthly, to restore the earth to its former state, the state in which it was when it was first created, and return the human body and soul to its rightful position of eternal earthly inhabitants and finally to bring all things back to the original purpose for which God first created the heavens and the earth on the cross in the body of Jesus God suffered he bled he died and he resurrected and with his body and his blood, he purchased the right to reclaim and take possession of everything the first human being lost. What we must clearly understand is that God did not intend for us to die. That was not his intention for us at all. He did not create us to experience death. And so because the earth was created as a place for humans to dwell eternally and not see death, it was necessary now for Christ to pay the price to redeem the earth and redeem humanity. We have not been redeemed yet. You hear people say, I've been redeemed. No, we have not been redeemed yet. The Bible says we, sh we are sealed by the Holy Ghost until the day of redemption. So if we're sealed by the Holy Ghost until the day of redemption, then we have not been redeemed as of yet. We are waiting for our redemption. Therefore, because Jesus conquered death, hell, and the grave, and resurrected, 
Every soul that accepts and believes that with his body he paid the price of death and with his blood he secured our redemption, they too shall resurrect, as the scripture says, at the times of restitution of all things. Acts 3.19, Acts 3.19, Acts 3.19, Acts 3.19. After receiving the Holy Ghost and healing a lame man, Peter used this opportunity to preach the gospel. He said, Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. So he says, repent. In other words, change your mind about your relationship with God. Understand and accept that your sins eternally separate you from him. Your sins eternally separate you from him. Peter says, be converted. Be born of the water and of the spirit so that when the times of refreshing shall come, that is to say when all creation shall be refreshed and renewed by the coming of the Lord, you will be ready to experience the restitution of all things without fear. In this context, restitution is to restore to return something to the condition it was in before it changed. Of the restitution of all things, one writer says this, although the believer, and I quote, although the believer enjoys Christ's salvation on this earth, it is not complete in view of the fact that man is still in his mortal body and the environment in which he lives has been tainted by sin. Both the body and the environment will one day be changed completely for this restoration to take place. When a qualitatively new heaven and new earth shall be created. John 1 1 says in the beginning, in quote, John 1 1 says in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. So what we must understand is that when sin entered the world, all things that were made by the word that was God was changed and corrupted. These are the same all things which Peter says shall be returned to their former condition. When? At the times of refreshing and the restitution of all things. All creation, everything God created, shall return to its former glory. There shall be a refreshing. There shall be a complete and total restoration of energy and vitality to all things that were made by the word, including human beings. God created the earth to be an eternal dwelling place for humanity not heaven. And there is nothing in existence with the power to subvert his eternal 
plans. Right. Isaiah 45, 17. Isaiah 45, 17. But Israel shall be saved in the Lord with an everlasting salvation. Ye shall not be ashamed nor confounded, world without end. For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it. Listen, 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 listen. He hath established it. He created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is none else. So you need to put that in your arsenal when someone tells you that we're going to heaven. He says, I formed the earth and I did not form it in vain. I formed the earth to be inhabited. Every soul born of the water and of the spirit has been saved now with an everlasting salvation and they shall dwell eternally on the earth that was formed and made for them. Therefore, at the times of refreshing and the restitution of all things, Christ Jesus shall take possession of that which he purchased with his body and his blood. The earth and every uh, the earth and every converted soul shall experience the refreshing and eternal restitution of all things. And just as Christ resurrected from the dead, so shall every converted soul. Is this making sense to you? During the time of Paul, many couldn't understand how the dead could resurrect. 1 Corinthians 15.35, 1 Corinthians 15.35, he addresses the question, he says, by some, man, by, by some man will say, how are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? With what body do they come? He goes on to explain that there are different glories, different modes of existence for different things. In verse 41, he says, there is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars. For one star differeth from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in corruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. Talking about your body. It is sown a natural body. But listen, listen. It goes in the earth a natural body, but it is raised a spiritual body. There's a natural body and there's a spiritual body. So Paul says, just as the appearance of the sun is different from the appearance of the moon, so does the appearance of an earthly human body differ from the appearance of a resurrected spiritual human body. There's a natural physical body of blood, flesh, and bones. And there's a spiritual body absent of blood, but a spiritual body of flesh, spiritual flesh and bones. Both are visible. When Jesus came into the world, he had a natural body because he was born of a woman. He had a spiritual body because he was born of the Holy Ghost. After his death and burial, the body that resurrected was a spiritual body. 
The blood was gone from his body. Why? Because he shed his blood for the remission of our sins. And the physical form of his body, a flesh, changed. So although his spiritual body had the visible form of a body of flesh, the substance of his body was not flesh. The body of Jesus, Sister Rhodes, was phantasmal. That which can be seen but does not have physical substance. The body of Jesus was phantasmal. That which can be seen but does not have physical substance. Give you a good analogy. Can you see a cloud? You can see a cloud, can't you? I tell you what, the next time you're in an airplane, tell the pilot to stop so you can walk on the clouds. You can't walk on the clouds, can you? But you can see them, right? They're phantasmal. They don't have any physical substance. Making sense to you? 1 Corinthians 15.45. 1 Corinthians 15.45. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Howbeit that that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural. He's saying, why didn't spiritual come first instead of natural? And afterward, that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And here it comes. As we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. So after Jesus resurrected, the disciples saw Jesus' heavenly body in phantasmal form. For although they could see his body, the body they saw was not a physical substance. That's why he could walk through the wall, through the doors. Luke 24:39. Luke 24:39. When they saw Jesus, Jesus says, "Behold, my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see." For a spirit hath not flesh and bones as ye see me have. Jesus says, handle me and see. Well, in this context, handle means to see and mentally apprehend. It does not mean to actually touch. It means to see and mentally apprehend. And notice Jesus says, see, he says it twice. In other words, look closely. Thus they saw his resurrected spiritual body. Jesus' spiritual body was visible because spirituality is merely a different dimension of physicality. Spirituality is merely a different dimension of physicality. Not only this, the Bible records that for 40 days, Jesus' resurrected spiritual body was seen by as many as 500 people. 1 Corinthians 15, 20. 1 Corinthians 15, 20. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. So we understand now that Jesus suffered the agony of the cross 
on behalf of and in place of every human soul. And because Adam's transgression predestined every human soul to die an eternal death, Jesus experienced that same destiny. He tasted death and descended into hell for every human being. However, Jesus resurrected for every human being also. He became the first fruits of them that slept. Listen, he became, Jesus was the first human being to resurrect to eternal life. He was the first being to resurrect to eternal life in human form. He did it in our place and in our behalf, and he is the archetype of our salvation. And he did it so that every soul dead in trespasses and sins could receive refreshing of the Holy Ghost and resurrect at the time of restitution of all things. For just as Christ Jesus experienced human destiny and changed that destiny through resurrection, every human soul that repents, every human soul that is converted, every soul that every human soul that has their sins blotted out shall resurrect at the times of refreshing and the restitution of all things. First Corinthians fifteen twenty three says, but every man in his own order. Christ, the first fruits. Afterward, they that are Christ at his coming. Is that what it says? After that, they that are Christ at his coming. So Christ is already resurrected in a spiritual body. He is the first fruits. However, when he appears, they that are his, they that have been born of the water and of the spirit, they whose sins have been blotted out shall resurrect in spiritual bodies. How? In the same manner that Christ Jesus resurrected. Hallelujah. Resurrection in spiritual bodies is what Peter meant when he said, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Refreshing. Refreshing. In the Greek, refreshing is anapsuxis. 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 It literally means a recovery of breath. Anapsuxis. A recovery of breath. When someone dies, the breath of life leaves their body. Well, when Christ returns to claim the earth and the church he purchased with his own blood, in the glory of his presence, the dead in him shall experience a recovery of breath. How? By the breath of life that gave the first human breath of life. The dead in Christ shall recover from death by the same breath that made the first human a living soul. They shall resurrect at the times of refreshing and the restitution of every uh, all things by the breath of the Holy Ghost. For if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also Quicken your mortal body. How? By his spirit that dwelleth in you. That's why you must have the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. You must have the spirit of life dwelling in your soul. Because at the times of refreshing and the restitution of all things, when the Lord cracks the sky, if you don't have the indwelling of the spirit of life in you, you won't be getting up in the first resurrection. The spirit that raised Jesus from the dead was the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the spirit of life. And at the coming of the Lord, every soul that has the indwelling of the Holy Ghost shall experience recovery of breath 
and be refreshed. As we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. He says we were born into the image of an earthly being, the first Adam. However, at the restitution of all things, we who have been born again of the water and of the spirit shall bear the image of the last Adam. In other words, at the coming of the Lord, we shall bear the heavenly image of Christ Jesus. I wish that they would preach this. I wish they would preach this, especially now in these days. In these last days, this is what they need to be telling folks. You need to be saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. Sister Lily was talking about that man saying he was Christ. That's a prediction. That's a fulfillment of prophecy. Jesus said many will come and say they are the Christ. So he was merely fulfilling prophecy. There's earthquakes in diverse places. There was an earthquake in Turkey. Then there was an earthquake in Ecuador. And there's pestilence, there's diseases, there's all sorts, the air is completely polluted. We got to wear masks on our faces in public because the air is polluted. Jesus is on his way. Why aren't they preaching? You need to be saved. You need to repent. You need to be born of the water and of the spirit because the times of refreshing are coming and and the times of restitution of all things are coming. It's coming. Why? Because Jesus said it's coming. And he is not a man that he should lie. He is God. He's the creator of the heavens and the earth. He's the creator and gave life to everything from an ant to an elephant. And so he knows and he told us what to look for. So thank God that you heard the gospel. Thank God that you repented of your sins. Thank God that you've been baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. Thank God that you got the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. Because when that cosmic alarm clock goes off, you'll be ready to get up and meet him in the air. Hallelujah. 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 Our earthly mode of existence will be like his. Our eternal bodies shall be phantasmal. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. 1 John 3, 2. 1 John 3, 2. So this means that at the times of restitution of all things, We're going to see Jesus with phantasmal eyes. We're going to hear his voice. We're going to hear the voice of the Lord with phantasmal ears. And just as there was no blood in his body, there'll be no blood in our phantasmal bodies. Why? Because we will have the indwelling of the Holy Ghost, the eternal spirit of life dwelling in us. Now I say this, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Sister Minister, we were born polluted in our own blood. Therefore, the life in our phantasmal bodies will not be blood. The life in our spiritual bodies will be the spirit of life, the Holy Ghost, the same spirit of life that resurrected Christ Jesus from the dead. 
Therefore, as we once bore the image of the earthly at the coming of the Lord by the spirit of life in Christ, we shall bear the image of the heavenly. And this is why you've got to have the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. Because at the times of refreshing and the restitution of all things, the recovery of the soul from the sleep of death and the awakening to eternal life shall come only from the Holy Ghost. Listen, listen. The Holy Ghost shall be the perpetual power of life in every redeemed body. Perpetual, meaning never ending. For it shall be by the power of the Holy Ghost that converted souls shall have eternal life. By the power of the Holy Ghost, converted souls shall bear the image of the heavenly. By the power of the Holy Ghost, converted souls shall resurrect in a spiritual body. By the power of the Holy Ghost, converted souls shall be first in the resurrection at his coming. By the power of the Holy Ghost, corruption shall put on incorruption. By the power of the Holy Ghost, mortals shall put on immortality. By the power of the Holy Ghost, converted souls shall recover their breath at the restitution of all things. By the power of the Holy Ghost, converted souls shall see the King of glory. And by the power of the Holy Ghost, converted souls shall enter into Zion. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For the people shall dwell in Zion at Jerusalem. Thou shalt weep no more. He will be very gracious unto thee at the voice of thy cry. When he shall hear it, he shall answer thee. Isaiah 30, 19. Isaiah 30, 19. So Zion is the redeemed body of Christ that shall dwell in the city of David, the new Jerusalem. And according to prophecy, Christ Jesus shall sit on the throne of David and be the eternal king. Yes. Luke 131, Luke 131. The angel told Mary, Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and he shall be called the Son of the Highest. Yes, yes, yes. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Hallelujah. So Christ Jesus shall sit on the throne of his father David and Zion shall be his eternal kingdom. That's us. He shall reign over the house of Jacob. Jacob's name was changed to Israel. Thus Christ shall reign over the house of Israel. We are the new Israel of God. We are the Israel of God. We are the truly chosen ones. Zion is the redeemed Israel and the holy body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. We are the Israel of God. We are truly the chosen ones. We heard Isaiah say, for the people shall dwell in Zion at Jerusalem. What people? The people who heard the gospel and received it. The people who were born of the water and of the spirit. 
The people whose sins were blotted out. The people who were converted. The people who shall receive the recovery of breath from the presence of the Lord. These are the people who shall awake in righteousness and shall dwell in Zion at Jerusalem. When? At the restitution of all things. How's that for continuity? Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates of the city. That's Revelation 22, 14. What are his commandments? The commandments are to repent. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins and receive the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. That's the commandments. Those are the commandments. And every soul that obeyed the commandments shall be converted, have their sins blotted out, and receive the recovery of breath from the presence of the Lord at the restitution of all things. Every soul that obeyed the commandments shall have the right to the tree of life. The first tree of life was in the garden. And its fruit now had the properties to sustain eternal life. They could eat from the tree of life and live forever. Why? Because that's what God intended. So once Adam sinned, God put cherubim in front of the tree of life. Why? He says, let man eat from the tree and live forever. So put cherubim uh, at the tree of life. And, so, and he blocked the tree of life. So now that the, the, the Adam did not have access to the tree of life. And that's why it says that we shall have the right to the tree of life. I just read that. Uh-huh. I just read it. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We shall have right to the tree of life. Uh-huh. And the last tree of life is not going to be a physical tree. Uh-huh. The last tree of life is the Holy Ghost. Uh-huh. And by his spirit, the redeemed bodies of his saints shall have eternal life. And not only this, but every soul that obeyed the commandments shall enter into the gates of the holy city. Jesus says, if ye love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. It's forever, not a, not a compound word. For is separate from ever. So once you have the indwelling of the Holy Ghost, he is in you forever. He is in you perpetually. Perpetually. Therefore, once the Holy Ghost is in you, he is in you forever. He is in you eternally. He will be the sustainer of your perpetual existence when you enter into the gates of the city. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hath redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. And has made us unto our, made, and has made unto us our God kings and priests. Listen to what says, what he says next. Listen to what he says next. He says, and I'm going to say it real slow. He says, we shall reign on the earth. We 
earth, the earth that God said he did not create in vain, the earth that he created to be inhabited, the new Jerusalem shall be on earth and we shall reign on earth in the new Jerusalem. The redeemed, those who willingly receive the gospel and the indwelling of the Holy Ghost shall reign with Christ, not in heaven, but on the earth. Put that in your arsenal, too. When someone tells you that we're going to heaven, you tell them, no, we're not. Read Revelation 5:10 and Isaiah. Paul, John says we shall reign on the earth. Why? Because just as converted souls shall bear the image of the heavenly at the times of restitution and at the times of refreshing and the times of restitution of all things, the earth also shall bear the image of the heavenly. All right, come on. John says, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city. What was it doing, John? I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem. What was it doing, John? Coming down from God out of heaven. Well, if it was coming down from God out of heaven, where was it coming down to, John? It was coming down to the earth, the same earth on which we shall reign. Yes, yes, yes. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. The new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. And he will dwell with them and they shall be his people and God himself shall be with them and be their God himself shall be with him and be their God. So John saw the heavenly new Jerusalem coming down to earth from heaven and the people of Zion shall dwell there eternally in the presence of their Savior. Who, what Savior? The one who loved them so much that he endured the passion of the cross. Uh Why? To fulfill his eternal purpose. This is what the gospel is about. Saving the human soul from the eternal separation from God. The gospel is about reversing the curse of sin on the human body and soul so that no longer will we be separated from God by death. The gospel is about restoring the human soul to its rightful position with God. The gospel is about restoring the human soul to to the earth, excuse me. The gospel is about restoring the earth to its former state. The gospel is about returning human beings to their rightful position of earthly, eternal inhabitants. The gospel is is about making it possible. I get so excited sometimes, you gotta excuse me. The gospel is about making it possible for every human soul to spend eternity in the presence of the Lord Jesus. The gospel is about every human soul bearing the image of the heavenly and receiving the refreshing from the presence of the Lord when at the restitution of all things. 
For at the restitution of all things, there shall be new heavens and a new earth. At the restitution of all things, sin will lose its sting and death will lose its grip. At the restitution of all things, the dead in Christ shall rise. At the restitution of all things, those born again according to Peter's revelation shall see their Lord and eternally inhabit the new Jerusalem on earth with him. At the restitution of all things, corruption shall put on incorruption and mortality shall put on immortality. At the restitution of all things, we shall see Christ. And not only shall we see Christ, at the restitution of all things, we shall be like him. At the restitution of all things, we shall dwell eternally on the earth with God who created us. At the restitution of all things, the tabernacle of God shall dwell with us, his people, in the new Jerusalem. At the time of refreshing. We're going to recover our breath. And dwell in the new Jerusalem. Eye has not seen nor ear heard neither have entered the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. He has revealed to us that at the time of refreshing, Mm -hmm. he has revealed to us at the time of refreshing, there shall be a restitution of all things. Let's give the Lord some praise. Father, we thank you for the hope of the gospel. We thank you that you have revealed to us what you have prepared for us because we love you. And we are eagerly anticipating seeing you, Lord, seeing you as you are and being like you. And we will see the nail prints in your hand and we'll see the the, the piercing in your side. And we'll see the nail prints in your feet. And we will see your face. We will finally be able to see the Lord that we love so much. We'll finally be able to see the one that gave his life so so that we could have right to the tree of life. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We're looking forward to seeing you. Thank you for the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. Thank you for the spirit of life dwelling in us in Jesus' name. Anyone in need of prayer this morning? Anyone in need of prayer? All right.